sauce. Hey, you like Pez? It looks like that has Heaney from the boundary line. He's an expert at these. Hello and welcome to Behind the Boundary Podcast. I'm your host, Pez. I'm here with Sauce and you're here for our podcast, Behind the Boundary, where we talk all things AFL. Also put a little cheeky punt on at the end there as well. Welcome, Sauce. Thanks, Pez. Uh, great round of footy that it was. Uh, the, the bookies have already paid out Melbourne as the, the Premiership uh, um, oh, winners, I Cancel guess. the season. Cancel the season. <laughs> yes. done. See you later. Well done, Melbourne. Get Congrats those over. cheese boards out. Uh, get up to the snow. <laughs> celebrate there. Um, just a really odd move by Sportsbet paying out uh, Melbourne as the, the Premiers, considering they're not the only team that's unbeaten. We had uh, the Bulldogs, who... Uh, uh, overcome a really tough G- uh, GWS <laughs> for three quarters. <laughs> yeah, to beat them by 39 points in the end. But um, oh, I think for Sportsbet, I think their ploy source, instead of paying for advertising like they have advertising everywhere, Sportsbet, they just thought, you know what, we'll just pay these punters out who bet on Melbourne. They're probably just going to put their money back into us and lose it anyway. So free advertising and we'll talk about it on Behind the Boundary and talk about sports better <laughs> yeah free advertising so don't worry about sponsorship uh free advertising through behind the boundary <laughs> so we've we've done it for them but um that wasn't the only sort of surprise on the weekends uh the other big surprise pez with the cats well the cats it was a surprise not a surprising win oh, obviously as their favorites but 97, 97 points. <laughs> points did not expect that especially when eagles had i think it was the first three goals source yeah, well, uh, as I said to you in our pre-show, Pez, uh, uh, two of them were were assisted by Geelong. There was one of them where uh, I think it was um, Blitzar's handballed straight to uh, Oscar Allen in the goal square to kick a nice little snag for him. So that went down nicely. They have the first three goals down at Geelong and uh, <laughs> kick two for the rest of the game. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, Gold Coast upset Sydney, uh, beat them by 40 points in the end. Uh, Isaac Heaney came in, but it wasn't enough. Uh, Brisbane toppled over a... a Dalian Carlton, I think. I think it's the other way around there, Pez. Uh, I think Brisbane had four or five injuries in the first quarter. Mitch uh, Mitch Robinson looked like uh, he'd been through an absolute war. Face was hanging off the side of his head and he was still going in hard, but they had three injuries in the first quarter. Lockie Neal uh, went down to the rooms, get a bit of a jab, comes back, doesn't do a lot of impact. And then he's out for two months. Yeah, uh, but Carlton, what's happening with Carlton? Uh, I, I honestly thought that they were going to be pushing for the finals this year and... Just hasn't eventuated. Hasn't eventuated, but they, at least they get to play some teams that are, you know, down the other end of the ladder soon. <laughs> so uh, I don't know why people thought they'd beat Port Adelaide and Brisbane. I don't understand. Um, but I, I guess they can beat the teams that are below them if they uh, bring it. But a lot of pressure at Carlton at the moment. President's quitting and uh, things changing over there. Getting coaching director John Walsfold to come down <laughs> and oversee everything. Uh, pretty embarrassing after five rounds, six rounds of footy. Yeah, very much so. We had uh, the big Anzac Day clash um, for the first time in, in well, probably in probably ever, actually. I think we had three games on the day and it was perfect viewing for football. It started at 12.30 with the Hawks and the, and the Crows with an absolute goal-kicking clinic. A, a strange game of footy, <laughs> to say the least, down in Tassie. Very high scoring. It wasn't windy. It was actually perfect conditions for footy. So all you Tasmanian listeners who have got any left, it was actually great to play footy down there. So, North, you've got something to look forward to in the future. Um, this week, actually, against Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of goals going to be coming this weekend. They'll, they'll be playing half their games down there soon, so it'll be good. Uh, Hawthorne, up by 22 up twenty-two to 30 points in the first quarter. Then Adelaide were up by that. Adelaide kicked 14. They kicked 15 straight at the start of the third yeah. before a first blemish. And then uh, Hawthorne overran them. Hawthorne did. Um, they, I don't know what happened. <laughs> Adelaide just put the cues in the rack and... It was an absolute shift of the game, very similar to the Essendon game earlier in the year where Hawthorne just controlled everything and once they hit the lead, uh, the, the back was broken by the Crows and that was it. <laughs> I can't believe uh, Hawthorne came back and, uh, Twice and got that Twice one for now. that. Uh, absolutely unbelievable. But uh, Collingwood, the, the big Anzac Day clash uh, with the, what was the stat? The biggest crowd in world sports since the pandemic. So yeah. that's pretty impressive. Yeah, close to 85,000. Uh, they were... They, all those fans were enjoying the football, not only the football, but uh, some stellar performances. You had Darcy Parrish with uh, 40-something disposals, two goals, and uh, a little uh, Anzac Day medal. Unbelievable. <laughs> Absolutely unbelievable. You know what the most unbelievable thing is? No one was near him in that second half. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't f- believe he just was there. He had 15, t- 15 touches and a goal in the first quarter, 
and then he piled on another 15 in the second quarter and it just no one went near him like it I, was I can't believe he's able to pick up the ball in the middle of the ground without anyone 10 meters near him tip and woody had five but uh one i think was out of bounds on, just, on a, just a little bit there. just a little bit out of bounds maybe there. the pressure got to the uh, boundary umpire and he didn't want to do it but, but, um, so, but before we move on, Collingwood have got some big problems there, Pez, because uh, their best players uh, is probably their, their best forwards, Darcy Parrish. Their best backman is, is Darcy Parrish. Uh, they're, they're in a lot of strife for Collingwood. Darcy Parrish is their best backman. <laughs> he plays best then. Oh, sorry. I meant uh, Darcy Moore, mate. Darcy Moore. That's yeah. I've just got Darcy Parrish in the oh, brain. He I was, can't he believe pill everywhere. Darcy Moore, like, you've got to play him in defence, <laughs> don't you? Like, he made the mistake the week before. Played him in the first quarter. That's fine. Second quarter, they're getting dominated by West Coast. He didn't want to move Darcy Moore, their best defender, back there. They lost Jeremy Howe as well. He's he's not down there, so I don't know what Bucks is doing. Is he trying to get fired? Uh, he's probably just trying to get out, get out, <laughs> just like Eddie, trying to get out before uh, the the pain starts hitting in and all the the spectacles. But they are one in five pairs, unfamiliar territory. Just quick question without notice: Does he last the season? Well, the pressure's already starting to go, and um, yeah, I don't think he lasts the season. He just said today in the paper he wants to coach in 2022. Um, yeah. Obviously, he's going to say that. He wants to, to coach at GWS <laughs> somewhere else. <laughs> you know what? If, that, he, if he goes work. out sooner on his own accord, maybe uh, maybe do that like a Brad Scott type move. <laughs> know the writing's on the wall and uh, get out before the, <laughs> um, the ambush. I'm going to gallantly retire, guys. It's, that's that's the old line. <laughs> in is, uh, round you're, nine. You're, you're fired. You know what? You can't fire me. I quit. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Um, I just no, fired you. Fired what you. are you talking about? <laughs> and everyone knows it. And the finish off the round was a bit of a, a bit of a non-event, wasn't it? Because uh, Port Adelaide gave it to your Saints. There, Mate, uh, uh, 50 points. As va- uh, all the listeners of this podcast would know, I absolutely love watching St Kilda. Yeah. It's been a snore fest this year. Oh, like, it has not been enjoyable at all. They, they have no pressure. The other teams just run all over the top of them and uh, they don't even kick it to our forwards in the forward line. They just, I don't even know what they're doing. It's uh, very embarrassing at the moment. Yeah, speaking of very embarrassing, Pez, we better get into uh, <laughs> my bet slip. <laughs> no official review. How does it end? We don't know. They kind of lost, but they won as well. Oh, get embarrassing just your bet slip. I think my bet slip as well for the first time in a while have a blemish on the record, which uh, isn't, isn't pretty, but... We'll go through it and uh, at Behind the Boundary on the Cheeky Pump pod source. We always talk about our losses. Usually it's just you, but today it's going to be me <laughs> as well. It up, turn it up there, Pez. Turn it right up. Um, I wasn't far off on the very first game, Pez. We had the Giants take on the Dogs. And uh, for three quarters, I was right in this, Pez. And I looked looked Mickey Mouse to uh, take home the chocolates because two of the uh, legs had come up and uh, not to be for the... <laughs> The, the, the plus margin. What was, was it? I'll the last eight minutes of footy. Oh, my the, God. And they just went bang, bang, bang. And it's like, see you later. Uh, 20, 20 and a half line, which looked looked, looked, looked great great for three quarters. Yep. Had some personal bets on pairs. I had one at uh, 35 and a half and I had one at 39. And all three of them slowly <laughs> as the quarter went on, just lost, lost, lost. Oh, that, that was the game. I think there was 11 seconds left. There was a ball up and they went down 33 points up. Mm-hmm. And kicked a goal mm-hmm. within 11 seconds on the mm-hmm. clock, which is oh, the quickest I've seen before that was David Mundy at the MCG when he kicked the goal after the siren, which is I think 15 or 14 seconds on the clock before the bounce. Uh, I had my cheeky in that game. Now I had the Bulldogs one to 39, so I got that. Yeah, Pez, Pez, let's just stop here. Your, your uh, bet was dead in the first first 10 seconds, and just oh, like that's the rest the last, of your round, mate. Just like the rest of the round. Don't talk the last, through. Don't talk through that other rubbish. That's the last. First 10 like, seconds of the game. Tell the tell the viewers how how, how you lost it. Yeah, well, <laughs> I had the Bulldogs to kick a goal and they didn't kick a goal. So um, <laughs> it, it, it lost. Uh, it worked out the weeks before, uh, a couple of weeks before when I had that cheeky, but I just got a little bit too cheeky there and thought I, I'd play that. If you play that um, card, Bulldogs uh, first goal or first point, you've got four options there, the Giants first goal or first point. You've, you're doing it. It's not even a coin toss, is it? What is it? A four-sided coin. Four-sided coin. <laughs> and you're, and you're tossing A roll of a four-sided dice. And you're trying to, trying to get it right. Is there a four-sided dice? I don't know. So you can't have a four-sided dice because it's no cube. Maybe like a triangle. No. One, well, two, well, three. Oh, if you have, you a, can you have, have a, a pyramid yes. one. A pyramid one. So you can have a four-sided. You can have it. So speaking, there we go. There we go. Roll of, the speaking dice. of jumping out early pairs, how quickly your bet was done. One thing that we did on uh, Friday night when we were having in, uh, watching the, the footy, enjoying some uh, Nando's chicken and a couple of the very best, <laughs> we jumped out of the commentary because BT... And the Friday night commentary team was driving us absolutely nuts. And I was talking to a mate on the phone, and uh, he's like, "Oh, I've actually turned off the um, I've turned off the the commentary, and I'm just listening to music." And I said to him, "You know what you should do? You should should jump on a Triple M and listen to their commentary." 
He's like, oh, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> yeah. But Pez and I did. And my goodness, it took us a couple of goes to sync it up. Jeez, we synced it up. But first, before we even talk about the sync up sauce, in that commentary, the, the bloke stunned his hamstring <laughs> in the first quarter. And, and the commentary was on Channel 7. Jeez, it's a, it's a bad it's night for hamstrings. Not for hamstrings. It's, it's not going to be you good. Can't say that. You can't be doing that and, and jinxing everyone else. So we had it on uh, on the TV, linked up to the, the sound bar on the Triple M. Had to uh, pause it a couple, of, a couple times, of times, but we got it pretty quickly. We had to listen for the bounce and the whistle. <laughs> and the bounce was just flush. And when oh, it was flush, oh, it, just, was, it was just, a little bit of fig jam there. Oh. We felt good. But tell you what, if, if you are, that's one thing that um, AFL really wants to do. If they, if they wanted, I would pay an extra subscription in Foxtel or, or, or KO or whatever it is. If I could do like they do in the NBA and have a, a choose your own commentary, like, you know, maybe sync up the triple M, maybe do the SEN team. Maybe even you could do like, you know, push red for Ed and you could get someone from your own club. So like you like are, K-Rock you, for Geelong. You are saying this and you're presenting it like it's a new idea. This has been our I know, idea I know, I know. for many, many years but, but and we need to get it in. The fact that we did it, Pez, and I, honestly, I did it again on the Sunday. Much better, isn't Much it? better because the one thing that the triple M team does or any of the radio team, you constantly are getting stats. Constantly, because they need to they create that visual. They don't put it up on the screen. It's just boom. And they have to tell you exactly what is happening. They can't r- ruffle on for, for 20 minutes like Rex Hunt used to. Like, it, they can't do it. Yeah, it's it's much better. Um, and BT, actually, speaking of him, he's a much better commentator on radio than he is on television. Playing that kind of actor persona, whatever you, you're trying to do, it's absolutely ridiculous. But, but the, the other thing that they do uh, allow – sorry, we were happening on about this, Piers, but it's a great oh, idea. It's a money-making. So if you, when, when my bet slip doesn't work out for this, I've got another way to invest and win some money <laughs> <laughs> through this idea. But they actually give you a proper analysis of the game in terms of some of the calls that are made. Quite often, Channel Seven team and the KO team and the Fox Footy team—they're just so, so. I guess what's the word? Fearful of actually being critical of the umpires on the radio, though. They let well, them have it. <laughs> Channel Seven is well; they've got the TV rights. They don't want to lose it, so they don't want to be critical towards the AFL's uh, babies there, the umpires. So that's uh, that'd be a reason, wouldn't it? It would definitely be a reason, Pez. But uh, let's get down to some good radio. Let's talk about the K Rock uh, K Rock crew and those Geelong <laughs> Cats, Pez. Well, the Geelong Cats game, uh, this one, I was close to the line here, but I had a, a same game multi, two legs, under 187.5, which uh, West Coast only scored 39 <laughs> points, so that so uh, good. ticked easily. I had West Coast 10.5. I loved it when they are 18 zip, but uh, to lose by 97 points, I was only what, 107.5 points off that yeah, line. Yeah, you suck. All right, so uh, <laughs> let's get on to my green tick, uh, rarity of the round. <laughs> um, and only two for the weekend, but I had Tommy Stewart to get 20. He did that pretty easily. Tommy Atkins to get 15. I think he had about 30 touches. He looked amazing uh, coming through that midfield. Reece Stanley, though, he was an absolute worry for me. He got it on the last play, and actually I didn't realise that he'd got it because I was watching it, had my phone out at the footy, counting him down. I actually have him on 14 still. I don't know where they gave Ooh. that extra touch, but I'm, I'm not going to argue it. Um, so that that uh, saluted. So that gave me a nice little uh, double up there. I had twenty bucks on it, forty one return. But Pez, one thing I did notice, I gave the I gave the the, um, the listeners a tip last week about Nick Nat Nui, and I put it on my personal account. Nick Nat Nui at two dollars twenty to get fifteen touches. Tell you what, he is unfit. He spent <laughs> a lot of the time on the bench. He played only seventy six minutes of the game um, on the field, and he's just lazy. And I think that you know O'Brien's comments from last year. He is a lazy ruckman. He doesn't get to a lot of those possessions. And the, those times that he turned it on, he got like four or five touches in a row. Yeah. What did he end up on? 13? Something 13. Like that? 13. Yeah. And he was, stuck, he was stuck on nine for ages, came on, got four touches in like a second, and then got none in the last quarter. I think the listeners that jumped on that bet saw stop listening after you said you gave out the Nick Nat Nui bet from last week because uh, they, they didn't win it. Oh, not happy please, with that. Please. Well, if, if, if you did that um, that once off, you uh, escaped listeners with a bad round, but I'm, I'm ready for this week. I'm going to bounce back. I'm feeling confident. You can buy uh, money for slabs, Pez. Slabs are the very best. <laughs> money for slabs, not just a <laughs> not couple just of cans the, or a six-pack. Can. Uh, Gold Coast versus Sydney Sauce. I got oh. this one completely wrong. Gold Coast won by 40 points. Uh, I had the little uh, double Sydney minus seven and a half and over 171. Just no good. Yeah, I, I put my one max on this one, and uh, that was one max lost. Oh. Uh, I had minus nine and a half. Definitely missed the mark on that. It was about 67 points difference in that one. Oh. Uh, you couldn't have picked that one, uh, the form that Sydney have been. But are the wheels falling off, Piers? We, we spoke to only two weeks ago in um, coin toss of who would be the last undefeated team, and they haven't won one since. <laughs> Yeah, well, they haven't. They lost that one uh, they lost against the Giants. Gold Coast, which is 
is is no good as well when they had the injuries. So, so I think that's the most disappointing thing for the Sydney Swans. Um, the next game, we've got Carlton versus Brisbane. We spoke about this briefly before, how people thought Carlton were going to actually win. Um, so, so I'll speak about mine first because we've got some good news, but your, your news is not going to be too uh, crash hot. But Brisbane, minus five and a half I had. I put the max on it and uh, got my solo tick for the round and uh, lucky that was a max to save a little bit of bank. Yeah, uh, I was. I got a little bit greedy on this one. I didn't lose any money, but I did lose my bonus bet from two weeks ago. I had... Uh, uh, 20 down on it, um, minus one and a half in that first quarter. Brisbane just, just couldn't get out of the gates firing, um, and then I had them doubled up to, to win as well, and uh, so obviously that loss, but not an actual money loss in that one. I'd already calculated that loss, Piers, so that's a little win for me. <laughs> yeah, well, that's all right. A little bit, little bit of a win. You can take that if uh, that's the only wins you can get. Yep. Um, Melbourne versus Richmond, and uh, season-defining, possibly for both sides. Richmond don't seem to think so, but I had Richmond minus five and a half. I put the max on it. I was trusting in Richmond. Didn't believe in Melbourne to be the real deal and um, I'm just still trying to work out who won that medal. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the winner is... Um, don't I don't actually know. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was a great blunder by the AFL there. Uh, a bit rough on that poor girl. That, like I like the confidence when she get ups there. She yeah. gets up on the she stage. Keeps she going. gets up there and she keeps going, hoping that it's magically going to appear on the page. Someone's, someone's going to show her, her the tap, or you know they're already going to be there. And just just the shock looked. Oh, oh Christian Petrarca. <laughs> hey, hey. While he was walking there, yeah. she <laughs> and was not impressed either. <laughs> Good little no. highlight reel for him on the brown line, won't it? <laughs> that that'll be great if uh, he could get up and win that thing as well. Um, and you had your cheeky sauce, no good? Yeah, no good on that one. Um, before we get into the, the, the actual bets of this game... This I, game I already was, went through my bet. Yeah, this, yeah well, you lost. <laughs> so yeah, this, was, this was an interesting... Before I get into my bet, another loser. Um, speaking of losers, though, but like the Tigers had control of this game early. They did, yeah. They had such control of it. I thought, this is going to be a great game. And there's not even a moment that changed. It just... It literally... The game got switched on its head and... <sighs> The D's took over. Well, the big news out of it, uh, not just the loss, but the Dustin Martin concussion, uh, went off the ground, eight touches, uh, didn't come back on and uh, isn't playing this week. He's actually flown over to New Zealand uh, to visit his old man. So he'd want to hope that no coronavirus stuff would come. He actually, he probably would hope that. So he doesn't have to come home and can come home around 17, just uh, ready for finals. Yeah, I I mean, I'm being a little bit selfish here. I kind of hope that the clock's down. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Because we, we play him next week, so... <laughs> you just want him out for at least another uh, week. He'll come back against us and get 50, and then he'll probably, I don't know, I don't know can't even think of anything, but... You yeah. can't think of anything, but your cheeky loss, four legs, no good. Four legs, no good. Uh, two out of four is not good, and it doesn't... Yeah, yeah Dustin Martin in there twice. Yeah. So, yeah, no good when he gets concussed and goes off. That's the risk you've got to take. Yeah, eight, eight possessions are no good for me, but uh, made no impact at all, and uh, a bit disappointing. Now, this next game, Fremantle North, I don't even know if we speak about it. No fans... Um, I guess no one watched it on TV either, and um, it's North. So, what do you? What do we do? I actually switched over for a little bit after Melbourne were in control of that game, and yeah, switched right back straight to the <laughs> Melbourne Richmond game because it was pretty pretty horrible. <laughs> well, they were a lot closer early on, and Fremantle just kicked away at the end and uh, fifty one points. Uh, North got uh, Pez's goal, which is under under sixty points each week. So, well done to North. That's a that's a W for you. I'll give you guys the green tick, and uh, we move on to the Sunday game, Hawthorne versus Adelaide. Also had no bet in this one. Yeah, we spoke about this one a little bit in our preview, Pez. It was a, an absolute clinic of goals. Um, it sort of continually. Um, surprised the commentators, the 15 straight goals before their first miss. Uh, but young gun um, from Adelaide, piling on, not a bad little debut, piling on five goals on debut, loving, loving life there. Yeah, five goals, uh, just for the listeners. What's his name? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. You're, no. Not, you're not even going to attempt? No, because you make fun of me every time I have a, uh, a go at someone's name. But, uh, all right, so oh. number, number two pick for, for Adelaide, you had uh, Riley Thilthorpe. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. We'll, we'll what, pay it. How, how, do you, how do you say? No, I'm just going to no, go the other five. I'm going to go the other five goals. Uh, Kazitsky. <laughs> we know how to say. Oh, he took the easy one. That wasn't his debut, mate. So that's, uh, that's no. Yeah, I'm talking about. I thought we were talking about people with five no, no, goals. No, I was Sorry. talking about five goals on debut. So uh, well, you're either going to listen, mate, or uh, just get out. We will talk about the Hawthorne win. We both had no bet, so get on to the Anzac Day game, which we spoke about. The Anzac Day medal was there, won and dusted, and uh, I had Collingwood. You had the Bombers, and. Yeah, no good. Oh, you don't want to talk about this one? We went head-to-head in uh, our line bet pairs. I was had trust in the Bombers. Uh, so I think they're probably only going to finish bottom five now, not bottom four. Because, not bottom I, think, because I think Collingwood uh, swaps spots with them. I can't believe how for how bad Collingwood played, 
I can't believe they were in the game for as long as they were because they were pretty efficient when they actually got the ball inside forward 50 and, and they just couldn't do it. And with Essendon, they just weren't defending. Um, as you said in the pre-show, I'm just going to highlight it again for all the Collingwood fans out there. <laughs> they needed someone that could play like a centre-half back type role mm. just to get in there, maybe a couple of intercept marks, uh, stop the flow of the game a little uh, bit for Essendon. Uh, they just haven't been able to find that player in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, they also missed some uh, some some depth in that midfield, which is a little bit disappointing for them. Um, they really could have used someone like, um, I don't know, maybe Trelaw. Oh, I've just thought of a centre-half back as well. Oh, maybe yeah. a, like a Darcy Moore, oh, like Darcy an All-Australian centre-half back. Yeah, no. No, no, because you're right. But I think Darcy Moore the second was playing at forward line. So you want Darcy Moore the, the first. Oh, it's the same person. <laughs> it's the same person. Oh, so yeah, they right. actually had it right there. Um, they're actually still paying the bloke you said as well. They're still paying Trelaw, but just not getting any return from him. He's oh, played no, pretty poor for Colin with this they're, defi- they're definitely paying for it. And I think they're going to pay for it uh, a little bit more when uh, they see the doggies uh, go to the finals and, uh, you know, top four aspirations for the dogs and uh, bottom four for Collingwood. Collingwood sitting 17th. That's, uh, yeah, not, not good for them. Uh, the next game, which uh, wasn't of interest to many people, especially being so late on the Sunday night because of Anzac Day, they didn't want it to clash with other games. Uh, Port Adelaide really gave St Kilda another lesson this year uh, and we both had no bets on that. No, no bets. It was a bit of a non-event, as I said. 58 points, pretty stock standard. Um, Port Adelaide just continued just to get things done. They've had a pretty easy sort of uh, opening seven rounds. They've got a tough one this week against the Lions, but uh, no one's really talking about the power. They've only lost one game. They lost that to to the Eagles in West Coast when they were sort of in form. Um, but no one's talking about them, Pez. It's a, it's a little bit worrying. Yeah, they've got to finish up there, the top two. I think uh, if they can get over Brisbane, even though there's no Lockie Neal this week, uh, I think if they can get over Brisbane up there and prove that they can win away, not just at the MCG against Carlton, who's, you know, uh, a bottom 10 side, uh, they will get a little bit more uh, fanfare. But I think they're just doing the job that they need to do. But it's always with Port Adelaide Source. They finish top top four. They've just got to prove something in finals. You love that stat, don't you? Oh, they <laughs> like winning more than premierships. <laughs> Every time you say that. All right, let's get on to our multis, Pez. Uh, how'd your source bet go? Uh, well, I steered away from that because I was pretty confident in, oh, in that's this That's why one. you lost. So Brisbane minus five and a half at tier. Richmond minus five and a half, which I also had the max on. No good. Sydney head-to-head, not even at the line source. Mm. Couldn't, couldn't get up there. I had Fremantle to win and Hawthorne one to 39. So three out of five. You miss one leg, you lose, don't you? So yeah. 30 bucks gone. Yeah, well, I had 15 on mine, uh, Pez. And uh, the idea of the source bet for people that don't know is where I've gone, the pick-your-own-line, the teams I think I'm going to win, uh, and I sort of put it up about the 20, 30 mark. But, Pez, really interesting. All the favourites, uh, they lost. <laughs> All the favourites <laughs> lost. So uh, Sydney, who was favourite, they uh, didn't cover their plus 20 and a half. And Richmond, who were the favourite, didn't uh, cover their plus 20 and a half. So if the, they had <laughs> lost by, you know, 18 points each, it would have been a, I definitely been a win. Would have been a win, but not to be Pez. But uh, that's the way it is. But before we get into our bet slip and our uh, predictions for next week, Pez, like you said in our intro, we keep ourselves accountable here despite uh, how many red ticks and how our doom and gloom it does appear. Let's talk about what we did uh, overall for the round. Yeah, overall for the round. So I staked $210 source, a little bit over the 200 oh, mark. Serves you right. That's why That's Get, why you lost, Pez. Getting a bit, uh, getting a bit cocky there. But uh, return $95. So ROI minus 54.76%. So not Ooh. a great round. Ooh. So we look at the total. Staked $1,165. Return one thousand three hundred and seventy six and eighty four cents, and an ROI in the plus of eighteen point one eight percent. Yeah, so and, and that's generally what you're trying to aim for. We're like you know, the last couple of years we've been aiming for ten percent. I think start of the year, pairs we said we were going to aim for twenty percent this year. So you're you're sitting around there. Uh, I'm a little bit off that one, but not far <laughs> not far behind. I can see it. I can see it on your island over there. Uh, for the round six, um, I staked uh, 140, obviously didn't stake uh, close to the max, but I did have my bonus bet there, so that's where I sort of made up the difference. Returns, $93.50, a little bit disappointing, an ROI of minus 33.21%. Overall for the year, I've staked a gorilla and $35 pairs, that's uh, 1035 Oh, so you got a gorilla back? Nope. Oh. <laughs> Only returned nine hundred and seventy-five dollars and sixty-three cents. Pez, I'm, I'm not even. I'm going to because we hold ourselves accountable. Minus five point seven three, but I'm not going to worry about that or dwell on it because that is the start of some positive ROI coming next week. I, I can doesn't feel make it, any sense. <laughs> next week I can feel it. I can feel it. Pez, five point seven three minus. That's what I'm sitting at currently, but don't worry about that, Pez, because 
I'm really confident about my bet slip this week. Mate, you <laughs> I haven't said that in a while. I haven't said it in a while. You absolutely feel it every single week. <laughs> no, 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 no. Last two weeks, I haven't felt it. But looking at uh, round seven and moving forward, there are some absolute ripper games this round, and we will get to speak about them, go a little bit in depth, and uh, say where our money's going to go. So we'll get into the bet slip. The fact that the size of the bets was relatively small. Our bets with an opportunity about 50 metres out. I was with a mate and um, we were getting, getting sort of ready to leave and he, he said, um, I think I'm going to whack 10 on, on Maxi. Do you want do you want some as well? And I, I said... Perry, very exciting. And uh, I th- do you know why I think I'm so confident this round? Because everyone keeps saying there's a lot of 50-50 games and I've been so off last couple <laughs> yeah. of weeks, so I'm bound to get a couple. That's why I am confident. But Pez, before we get into things, as always, uh, I know you're trying to dodge this bullet, but let's get into the specials. Sinu takes a special and goes bang! Oh, not the specials again. <laughs> I know some of the listeners love it, but um, yeah, it's not... Not the greatest thing. That's and only not because you actually have to do some work, Pez. I do all the work. I hold this show together. You can't just be the pretty face of it and, and, you know, say that your host did not do anything. Run all, through the, the... All the little things. So we've got tab uh, three plus legs, one fail, only for select games. So we've got Richmond versus Bulldogs on the Friday. Saturday, they've chosen the Sydney versus Geelong game. And the Sunday, they've chosen Essendon versus Carlton. Um, other specials of note, we've got the AFL three plus leg same game multi in... Um, what's it called? Sports bet. And it's in all matches this round. So you get up to three refunds. So you can actually bet on a game, three same game multis. And if you lose them all by one bonus bet, you'll get bonus bets back. A little bit of a consolation prize for losing your hard-earned two mugs like sports bet. So uh, (laughs) you you go from there. We don't mention some of the other ones. Betfair, usually they've got their 32 points up and you win. So there's not too much to ride home about there. Uh, Neds and Lads. Now, usually they've got some, some different things sourced where they go a little bit cheeky themselves because... They just don't go through every game anymore like they used to with the $2 lines and the same game multis. So they've got $2 lines on Richmond and Bulldogs game. Um, and they've also got the three-plus leg same game multi on the Richmond and Bulldogs game. Uh, it's the Thursday night at the moment, source, so it's a little bit closer to the round. But still, you have to keep an eye out on the specials on the Friday night. And especially on, on the Saturday before the footy comes because they usually bring out some more promotions there. So uh, that's where we go. We know we're not speaking about points bet source, so... If, if you're going to have a punt, you're going to do a same-game multi, uh, you'd go with uh, either sports bet or tab on those selected games, wherever you can get the best odds. That's right, Pez. Always chase the value. And uh, if you, you want some value, listeners, don't worry about looking for the best odds. Just uh, jump on old sources bet slip here. <laughs> <laughs> That'll help you get through and uh, see get you paying for all those VBs, Pez. Make sure you put this in the comedy <laughs> category after this source. Uh, I, yeah. do, I do anyway, mate. <laughs> Richmond versus the Dogs. This will be a big test. Now, um, there's some massive outs. As we know, Dustin Martin is out with concussion. Kane Lambert also injured. Um, and in comes Riley Collier-Dawkins, who makes his day. Debut, so we'll, it'll be interesting to see him. Big outs for the Bulldogs as well. Josh Dunkley out for three months with that dislocated shoulder. How he popped it out, not once but twice. Uh, popped it out, went off the ground. You could see it visually hanging off. Popped it back in. Don't know why he went back on the court, uh, back on the field. That was uh, after the game was done. The game was done. Went out there, popped it again. Uh, terrible news for him. And, and, and Bulldogs fans, months, to be honest. No good. Yeah. And especially after the offseason he had, and he's playing really well for the Dogs. Uh, Lachlan Manil managed, another word for dropped. Um, <laughs> Lathan, Lathan Vandermeer is injured. Lin Jong, very oh. sad story, injured in the first oh, he quarter. Should have, he should have seen the weather report. It was a bad night for him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no. You can't say that. That's what they said. And Tim English is out with an injury as well. In comes Josh Shackey which is really interesting to replace uh, English and pair him up with Bruce down forward. Mitch Hannon, Patrick Lipinski and Riley West gets another opportunity in this Bulldogs side. So Bulldogs a little bit weaker as well as Richmond. We know Richmond are also missing Prestia uh, source. So big uh, outs from Richmond's midfield. A couple of big outs from Bulldogs midfield. What, do you, what are you thinking here? Really interesting move by the Bulldogs. Um, you know, with English going out, obviously I thought they were going to put in their number one pick, Hugo uh, Hagen. Uh, has been impressive in uh, the VFL. Just get him in there. Just, Big uh, stage what, what, against Richmond. That's perfect opportunity. Against a weaker Richmond too. And, and that's definitely what the odds are showing uh, in this game. Richmond being 249. The Outsiders 
Dogs being the favourites at 154. I don't understand why you wouldn't get him that experience on the big stage. MCG. This is a this must win for the Richmond uh, Tigers, Pez. They're, they're in... Um, I know people talking about that this is what dynasties do. They just go through those rough, rough, rough patches. But three in a row, Friday night football, this is not a game that Richmond normally lose. No, it's not. And uh, not in, in favouritism. And the Bulldogs are quite heavy favourites here. So interesting to see what people do. What, I, what I've done is... I'll, I'll, what button do I got to press? Cheeky! That's the button I got to press, Source. The, the cheeky button. Uh, I've put one on here. And I, I don't mind it if I do... Have to say so myself. That's probably why I put it on. Yeah, probably. Um, Richmond minus four point five. Pick your own line. So that gets you two ninety by itself. I'll put Shea Bolton. I think if they are going to win source, Shea Bolton is going to play more midfield time. He needs to get in there, and he is going to do what he did last time when they had a bulk amount of injuries last season in that midfield. I've got him for twenty five disposals, and I've also got Tom Lynch to kick two plus goals. He's been a little bit down. So all of that together gets me odds of $7.50, uh, which meets our cheeky standards, and I've uh, put the cheeky town on it. Yeah, that bet shit. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, nah, just sorry, Pez. That's, that's horrible. All right. Um, yeah, you, so you think that the Tigers can get it done against the, the Bulldogs? Well, no, I thought this last week against Melbourne as well. Bulldogs being 6-0, and they've got to drop one soon. They don't have who, to. Who better to drop it against Richmond? Yeah, no, it's horrible reasoning. Uh, I think this one here is an interesting game because I think you put Dustin Martin in that side and I think that the odds definitely swing towards Richmond's favour, even despite their, despite their, I guess, their, their form of late. I don't think that's the the actual case. I think, I've been saying this for a little while. I think there's bigger problems at Richmond than uh, meets the eye. The Bulldogs, as much as I hate to admit it, Pears, they are in flying form. They still haven't really beaten anyone yet. This will be a big test for them and... You know, if, if they beat Richmond, then surely Sportsbet has to pay out on them as, as the, the premiership favourites. Yeah, just pay out on everyone, apparently, or, or stop the season. Just stop the season. All right, for me, I have uh, couldn't – I don't want to risk put my money in my mouth is to say that Richmond are going to lose, so I've gone with a three-leg same-game uh, multi. As you said, with that collarbone, uh, the shoulder injury, I've gone with Lockie Hunter to get 20 or more disposals, Tom Liberatore to get 20 more disposals, and Alex uh, Keith, the return of the 15 disposals pairs, I've put him in there for oh, 15. Oh, no. Uh, 25 on that one gets me odds of $2.40. And I don't mind that little one there. Only $2.40 with uh, 15 on Alex Keith. Um, Steer clear of Alex Keith listeners. A, a key defender hey, to get ah, in 15. Please, please. He's, he, that's money for VBs, Pete. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, Dylan from Instagram, he's going he's gonna to be listening to that source. No, he's not because, he got, he, you know what? We had a viewer uh, message us saying every time that source says money for jam, I'm four from seven. Yeah, that's not really listening, is he? Don't <laughs> say money for jam. It's money for VBs, and uh, yeah, that one's money for jam. Same, same absolute <laughs> thing. You're going to ruin your record. You're four from seven at the moment. And, uh, you might drop off here. When we'll, I'm sure we'll hear from Dylan on five, Instagram. Five from eight. That's some good odds, mate. I like that. And that'll be great when you go four for eight. Fifty percent. Still not bad. Yeah, put your house on it. <laughs> go. Put your house on it, losing. Um, next game, we've got Collingwood versus Gold Coast. Now, both teams pretty depleted in the injury. Department Taylor Adams is the big one for Collingwood, who's missing for uh, a couple of months still. Yeah, and the the bookies are saying that way as well. Both depleted squads. Um, they've got Collingwood as favourites here at a dollar forty nine. Outsiders at Gold Coast at two sixty five. But they're not really sure about it. Pez. The line is minus eleven and a half. The over under is one sixty one and a half. Yeah, I think if anyone else but Bucks could coach like. If you're going to play, play Darcy Moore in defence, you've got Ben King down there who kicked five goals last week. Uh, I think you do need to have your All-Australian centre-half back down there. So if Darcy Moore plays at centre-half back, I think Collingwood can actually get the, the job done. But if Darcy Moore plays forward, uh, I would be leaning towards the Gold Coast because um, even though he, he might take a couple of marks, he might kick two or three, they, they lose too much in that defence. And I wonder what Collingwood fans would think if they're... They may not even be listening to footy podcasts or things or looking at the news anymore being 17th. But if you are and you're a Collingwood supporter, let us know what you think about the Darcy Moore situation as well and what position you think he should play. Maybe maybe you should go to a forward pocket or, or a back pocket or on the wing. Maybe Bucks will try him next. I don't know. But um, my bet in this game, I've got a three-leg same-game multi-source. Uh, what's Gold Coast's biggest efficiency at the moment with injuries? Uh, ruck. Ruck. So I've gone for a little value here. Brody Grundy to get 20 or more disposals against uh, no real ruck for Gold Coast. Mm -hmm. Still side bottom uh, to get 20. He, he really needs to step up. And Scott Prendlebury to get 20 in that midfield. He was getting a lot of the ball 
last week on Anzac Day as well. Uh, that's with Tab, uh, and I've put uh, three legs on that. Stake of $20, uh, odds of $2.10, return 42 That's a nice little bit there, Pez. That's, that's nice. Oh, that's a bit more positive from you. Oh, that's a nice little bit. I think, you know, the reasoning behind it actually makes sense, not just your, your rubbish... Uh, what you did before is just you just don't like the Bulldogs, so you just put it down there. I've steered clear with this one. I tend to agree, Pez, if I was going to have a bet in this game, I'd sort of be looking towards the Gold Coast market or um, I guess if I was betting on the actual game result, I'd probably be going the Gold Coast, maybe the plus 11 and a half. I think, um, I think that Collingwood, uh, I would also be looking at the Collingwood disposal markets because, you know, you're looking in there with uh, some of the, their midfielders that are coming up against the younger Gold Coast side. They'll get a lot of uh, the pill. And you probably look, Pez, you'd look for uh, Darcy Moore to kick a couple of snags, wouldn't you? Oh, I hope not. <laughs> I really hope not. Um, yeah, that, just play him at centre-half back, Bucks. Come on, move on. Let's, let's get on with it. Speaking of moving on, let's get on to the next game. We have the Adelaide Crows taking on a GWS, the Saturday time slot at 2.10. It's one eighty-five for Adelaide, $2 outsiders for GWS after that dismal fourth quarter. The line is very close, minus 1.5. The over-under is 171.5 pairs. Can Adelaide make it two weeks in a row where they go uh, <laughs> pointless up until the fourth quarter? Uh, I, I don't know what, what's going to happen here. Uh, that's why I'm steering clear source. And I think the bookies have got this pretty right at the moment. I'll be interested in Friday at about 6.25 when we see the teams because uh, Adelaide, if, you know, they're missing, they're missing a few. I thought Taylor Walker wasn't playing last week and he, he ended up playing and uh, Adelaide almost were able to win that game. GWS travelling, I think the travel factor, you might have to tip the Adelaide Crows. Uh, but they are missing Roy Sloan in that middle at the moment. Um and GWS, they're just, I think they're better without Kinelio at the moment with uh, Toby Green there. And Toby Green against Adelaide, I think he can kick four or five and I think he can get him over the line. But it'll all depend on the teams for me. If you're going to have to have a bet, Piers, what would you go towards? Uh, on teams or I'd probably go Toby Green three goals, something like that. Yeah, Toby Green three goals. And, and Piers, you took the words right out of my mouth because two words to describe this game, Toby Green. <laughs> Toby Green, he's been amazing. He's such a leader of that club. Um, he puts on the captain cape, and they basically uh, they basically get the win, except for, for for the for the fourth quarter against the Dogs. Um, I think that um, the, they would get a lot of confidence about how they performed on um, Friday Friday night against the Dogs. I'm actually backing in the GWS here, two dollars head to head. I've put twenty five on that. I don't mind that at all. Hopefully they can get it done. Uh, and Adelaide, I think uh, I think we're starting to see those wheels start to slowly fall off. The, it's, it's hard to come back from a, a loss like last week. Yeah, well, started the season three and two and then uh, lost the one that you're up. You could have been four and two as the Adelaide Crows, everyone tipping them for 17th on the ladder. Mm-hmm. You kind of still have to rate them as a, as a lowly side source but this, uh, is, this is what we see from a lot of teams the first month or so they've got the they've got the young legs they've got seen from gold coast for people, three years people, people underestimate how they're performing now people know how to stop adelaide that yeah you know you got to stop sort of taylor walker you got to crush up that sort of midfield and gws they looked a lot better on friday night with that ball movement pairs something that we've been talking about for a while i, I think it's uh I think it's time for the GWS to start winning a couple. Yeah. Well, the hard thing is uh, away at Adelaide Oval as well. That is the big thing. The next game, Twilight Saturday. St Kilda taking on Hawthorne at Marvel Stadium, which uh, probably benefits the Saints, but probably not when they they don't even run around and try and tackle. Um, (laughs) So this is a a strange one. St Kilda $1.61, Hawthorne $2.33. Yeah, really interesting. The bookies tend to agree with you here, Pez. The uh, Eddie Had Stadium, Marvel Stadium, uh, Telstra Dome, Colonial Stadium, whatever you want to call it, uh, is I think the only swinging point here. Minus seven and a half is is quite generous, I think, especially the way that Hawthorne came back last week. One sixty nine and a half is the over under, Pez. I tend to agree with you. I think that um, I, th- I think this game should be a lot closer. I think this should be closer to a pick'em. You know, the dollar eighty five for St Kilda, two dollars Hawthorne was where I probably would have pinged it. I imagine this will come in a little bit. Well, uh, I, th- I think it might have to uh, with what St Kilda's doing. When is Ratton going to pull the pull the trigger and, and do the drop-in? He's trusted in his in his team, which is fair enough. He's done it for a few weeks with what they did last season. But is this reminiscence of Melbourne in 2018 when they actually, you know, made the finals, made a prelim? St Kilda didn't do that. They won a final last year. But now they've just turned to shit and, and that's what's actually happening. No pressure on the footy, which when you've got no pressure on the footy, you're just kicking it to targets, hitting your targets, hitting your targets and going from there. Uh, we kind of need it to rain to be able to be competitive, but we're <laughs> under the roof. So I actually think that St Kilda's defense has been terrible. So teams start to score a bit heavier against them, but St Kilda will also 
I think, be able to score against this Hawthorne defence. So I've gone the overs. I didn't get 169 sauce. I got 170.5. Uh, I've actually put the max on it, over 170.5 for the St. Kilda Hawthorne game at $1.90 odds. That's, uh, that's a really good bet there, Pez. I think that it's going to be high scoring. I think it's uh, going to be sort of an old school sort of game looking at the forwards. Um, and I think there's going to be a lot of uh, fast movement attempted from Hawthorne, which we know when a team isn't uh, great effectively using the football, that if you're trying to use the ball faster because that's what they showed against Adelaide and you turn it over, you're going to pay. And I just tend to agree it's going to be a high-scoring affair similar to the game last week. I've gone with a three-leg same-game multi because I just can't trust the Saints to get the job done at the line or head-to-head. I've gone good old CJ from Hawthorne. I'm not even going to attempt it. Pez, his name. Uh, GF. GF. Uh, Jarman Impey to get 20, him to get 20, and Dougal Howard to get 15. That gives me nice lots of $2.80, and I've put 25 on that one, Pez. You know, the thing with Dougal Howard, he has been kicking in for St Kilda, and yep. you obviously noticed that, Sauce. Um, I think that he should get the sack. And oh. get the sack this week. And if he does, you're in trouble. Week after, week after. Um, because he has at least one turnover that costs a goal since the Essendon game. Every, every single week. Sometimes he's kicking it short and it's a direct turnover. Straight back over his head for a goal. It would have to be the worst feeling as a defender. And uh, his one-on-one work's been good. He does need a little bit more help down there. But uh, just those kickings, I think surely we've got someone, you know, with a little bit more skill to just kick the ball in. Nah, surely not. Use him. Use him every time. Use him every time. So uh, let him get his 15. But yeah, Pez, it's, it's interesting when you see the, the backmen take the, the kick-ins and when they start to run and play in. And, and as you said, a lot of the turnovers aren't even running and playing in. Like the, the rule is designed now for you to get the ball, run at a 45. Kick it to the middle of the ground. Kick it to the middle of the ground. And I don't understand why, you one, you're not getting the cheap possession for my sports bet account. Two, I don't <laughs> understand why you're, you're doing little short kicks. Bomb the ball long. No, it's no good. And uh, defenders, whoever's kicking in, you, you can't do that. You're either going long to the boundary or you're spotting up a target around 50 metres. Uh, next game, probably one of the games of the round, I would think. Well, well Channel 7 has made this uh, a blockbuster event, event Saturday night, Pez. There's, there's two big blockbuster events. There's uh, this game, Brisbane versus Port Adelaide. And there's the clash of the two big titans. Sydney and Geelong. <laughs> so that's why Channel 7 have got that game? Yeah. Uh, okay, I don't know. This is on Foxtel anyway, Brisbane versus Port Adelaide. But the only downside to this is there's no Lockie Neal for a couple of months for Brisbane. So it's in the Gabba. It's at Queensland. Port Adelaide have proven that they you know, struggled against West Coast over there when they had to travel. This is a little bit longer trip up to Brisbane. Brisbane's shown a little bit of form with the wins lately. The odds are very, very close. Source, Port $1.89, uh, Brisbane $1.95. I am staying away from this. I think Port Adelaide, even with, uh, you know, Zach Butters out, a couple of others out, uh, with Lockie Neal out, too big for mine, and I think Port Adelaide can get the job done. Yeah, I, lo- I love this game, Pez. Uh, minus one and a half is the line. Over under is 152 and a half. I've checked the radar. It doesn't look like it's going to rain. If I wasn't going for a head-to-head bet with Port Adelaide, I'd be all over the over. I think that it's um, got a lot of potential. Two teams that like to, to have a, a shootout sort of style. The thing people are forgetting is Brisbane don't really have that edge anymore as a home ground because Port Adelaide lived in there for, for three months, basically. Uh, they like playing in Brisbane. They play some of their best footy up there. This is a just a home away from home. 189, I love that, Pez. Uh, I've put 25 on that one, and that is definitely money for jam. Yeah, if I've got something... Um Someone holding a gun to my head, I'd be going Port Adelaide oh, 100% as well. 100% you would, mate. Um, but I, I just, yeah, I, I really want to enjoy this game. Brisbane Lions, Lockie Neal, too much of a loss. Jared Lyons will have to have a big one if they're going to, you know, do do anything. And Joe Danaher and Hipwood will have to kick a, a bag between them at least. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a big ask, I think, for um, for Brisbane. The, the Lockie Neal um, really, really puts them at sort of bay for a loss. But uh, Lyons was impressive last week in, in his absence. Um It'll be interesting who gets selected because they were very uh, bruised and battered last week and it'll be very interesting going into that game. Oh, we'll get to the blockbuster. The blockbuster. The Titans, mate. That's what they, they referred to them on the ad and almost fell off my chair. Sydney Swans taking on the Geelong Cats. 263 for the Swans outsiders at home at the SCG. 149 for the Cats who have travelled well at Sydney in the past. The line is minus 12.5. The over-under is 158.5. Pez, the Swans bounce back after a disappointing loss to the Suns. Um, well, we don't know the teams yet either. I think Buddy's out for an extended period. Sydney were really disappointing. They will want to come out, but I think Geelong, that's a game they needed against West Coast, who's, you know, a top eight contender. 
uh, gives them confidence in their game style and and what they can do and kick a big score. So they might have uh, changed a few gears in there and and, and gone in. Mitch Duncan uh, playing up forward, kicking four, and Cam Guthrie being an absolute beast in the middle there. So uh, Sydney, no Tom Hickey, so um, no real danger of the, the Ruckman issue for Geelong source. So I think uh, Sydney will be competitive up the SCG. And uh, I've got Geelong to win 1-39. to 39. Yeah, Pez, I, I tend to agree with you. At the SCG, they definitely will be uh, competitive there. They play the ground well. The thing that does suit Geelong is it's very similar sort of size to uh, Geelong's ground. They do like to play up at the SCG because it is almost identical to the GMHBA. I like the Cats in this one, Pez. Um, and with no Patrick Dangerfield, I love Cameron Guthrie to get 30. I've gone with a three-league same-game multi. I love this. Geelong head-to-head, Cameron Guthrie to get 30. And uh, the new fan favourite there, Pez, Jeremy Cameron to get three. Um, um, you know, I think Tom Hawkins uh, will give him three a goal assist on his own. <laughs> He's no longer that key forward, um, Tom Hawkins, where we're going to get all the number one defenders. They're going to rotate across depending who's firing. He can get three. That gives me odds of $6.50, pairs, and I've put down 25 on that one. So a little little tour. Is that a two-legger or a three-legger? Three-legger. Geelong to win, Cameron Guthrie for 30, Jeremy Cameron for three goals. Yep. Great odds at six fifty, and I've put uh, twenty five on that one, Pez. There you go. So, uh, you before you cut me off as well, I put twenty five on my bet, paying two bucks. But yeah, nothing special. Would <laughs> <laughs> you just forget to do it? Did you? No, I said one to thirty nine, and then you wanted to start talking you about you your did, bet. You said you didn't bet on it. Yeah, I, was, I said that's oh, why I've got Geelong one to thirty nine. My apologies, Pez. My apologies. <laughs> Getting a little precious over there, mate. I don't think I did cut you off. I think you're just trying to to, to rattle me because I you've heard my bets and you know that they're actual absolute quality and yet you're a little bit scared over I've, there. I think I've learned like all the listeners, mate. I just uh, <laughs> put my mute on mute button on while I, while your bets are on. Yeah, right. Uh, well, if you're a North supporter, definitely put your mute button on for this one because Pez, we've got North Melbourne taking on Melbourne. Uh, North Melbourne's huge outsiders, thirteen dollars wow. taking on Melbourne, a dollar two. So it's a little bit interesting that they're thirteen dollars, but they can't get the dollar one tag. The line though dictates that it's going to be one way traffic at minus fifty and a half for the D's. Over under though, extremely low, being a, a Tasmanian game, one sixty one and a half. Pez, can North Melbourne stick to your goal and keep it under sixty? Um, possibly. I, I don't know. I don't have too much interest in this game, uh, to be honest. When I looked earlier today, Source Melbourne were actually a dollar one, um, so they've actually gone out. So maybe a bit of money come for for North here, but I'm just at a dollar two r- ridiculous odds for uh, a footy team, and how can a side actually be that bad? Uh, the forty plus is interesting. Melbourne paying a dollar thirty three. And North Melbourne forty plus paying four hundred and seventy six dollars. So <laughs> if you if you like that, maybe uh maybe a bit of a flutter on the North Melbourne forty plus. <laughs> Mate, it's not even worth a fiver. There's nothing cheeky about that. It's just plain old stupid. So uh, yeah, no bet for me. <laughs> no bet for you, Pez. Oh, I can't believe you've stolen my uh cheeky. <laughs> not even a chance. But this is what I'm going to go, Pez. I think Melbourne uh, will take advantage of this. They've come in with confidence. They're up and about. They will take an easy belting of North Melbourne. Uh, I've gone Melbourne minus 91 and a half. Over, <laughs> over 149 and a half. I reckon Melbourne will score that just on their own. And uh, Kaiseya Pickett, Pez, to kick three goals. Yeah, uh, he'll, he'll, probably get seven. he'll probably get seven. You've seen points of the scoreboard last week? Hey, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> seven games in and he pointed <laughs> to the scoreboard. you got to love it. That gives me odds of $9.50. And that, uh, yeah, probably not going to get up, but it's a little bit cheeky, Pez. Yeah, if the listeners have noticed over, over the last month, I reckon that you've been harder on North Melbourne than I have lately, and uh, the pendulum might be swinging. That's not that hard, Pez. I'm only you went, tw- I'm only thirty points off the actual line. You went minus one hundred and seven on the on the Geelong game. Yeah, but that's because I'm a Geelong supporter. I'm only thirty points off on this line. That's not that bad. You're eighty-eight. You're forty points off. No, I'm not. What are you minus ninety seven? No, minus ninety one, mate. So oh. fifty eight. It's it's uh, <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> split the difference. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> but uh, that's what I'm doing. That lock that one in, Pez. <laughs> North supporters aren't going to be happy with Source, but uh, you move to the prime time Sunday. You've got another big rivalry. Uh, Essendon versus Carlton. Yeah, going to be huge. We had 85,000 at the G last week. You'll probably get 86,000 here just because both teams are thirsty for a win. Both in not great form. Uh, Essendon beating the the Lumpson sort of Collingwood last week. They go in as outsiders, which actually surprises me a little bit here. $2.11. Carlton are $1.73 favourites. I imagine this will come in right to a pick'em 
by the Sunday. Minus six and a half is the line over 175 and a half, Pez. Uh, I, I think source here. I think this is where we have a, a big disagreement in the round because I actually think Carlton are going to shorten again for a third week in a row. They're not playing against a Port Adelaide or a Brisbane. They're actually playing against an Essendon side who is a bottom four side or a bottom four list side. I don't care where they finish. If they finish uh, fifth last or sixth last or seventh last with, with a couple of wins, they are not a side... That, that can do anything. Carlton, been under the pump, been going there. You look at the two lists and you look at the team lists that will come out. If you go that on paper, you're picking Carlton every oh, single uh-huh. day of the yeah, week. Yeah, you are, you are. Essendon in form, yes. Carlton, not in form, but they're not in form against sides that are going to be in the top six sides in the competition. So this is why I think Carlton this week, very much value. Yes, Essendon will, you know, put up a fight and a, and a little bit of that. I've gone to Carlton 1-39 to at the odds of $2.15. I've staked 25 on it, uh, but I'm going to keep an eye on that and we'll see where that uh, line ends, ends up source and, and the head-to-head ends up because I think it's going to go into Carlton's favour where you think Essendon will come in. Oh, I just think that, you know, as we know that when money comes in at, to teams and with big supporter bases in a big clash, I think it's gonna gonna I think it is gonna even out, Pez, because Essendon Carlton, it doesn't matter it does not matter where they sit on the ladder when they play each other. Because there's that big rivalry. It's like an Anzac Day. Essendon fans, they're a big supporter base. They will put the money down at two dollars eleven. They'll love that value and I think it'll shorten in. You think, you think Carlton fans have run out of money after the past two weeks? Yeah, of course they have. They've been they've been sitting there favourites, <laughs> they've been licking their jaw and they've been uh, they're out of money now, Pez. They're just absolutely struggling. The bookies, I think, have got this one right. I think that 173 is roughly about where I would have this game because Carlton on paper have the better list but have not performed. Essendon, um, you've sort of said that they were in form, but they beat Collingwood. They're not really in form. They're, they're both uh, sides that are probably trying to avoid bottom four finish uh, at the moment the way they're playing. I'm steering clear, Pez. Yeah, and interesting you you mentioned the... Um the ladder position as well, because that's good for Carlton because Essendon actually sit on top of Carlton at the moment with Carlton only being on two wins. Uh, the same as Essendon, but Essendon with a higher percentage. So a uh, very interesting watch there on, on the Sunday. And then we sit back for the Derby on uh, Sunday afternoon. Yeah, West Coast versus Fremantle. This is a really interesting one. West Coast, because obviously last week uh, totally underperformed for uh, I guess what everyone expected them. They had a couple of injuries. It'll be interesting to see what they bring into this game and who actually is available. West Coast going favourites, $1.68. Fremantle, who uh, have been really surprising this year. I expected them to be a little bit lower down the, the ladder. They've had a pretty good run. They're $2.19. The line is 4.5 over one sixty and a half. Yeah, I, I think, say, um, if West Coast played uh, someone, someone else, played North last week and won by 40 points, West Coast would be favoured a lot more. In this, probably 20 cents shorter or so against Fremantle, even though Fremantle playing well at home. Uh, West Coast known for being so-called flat track bullies over there. I think they'll come back. I think they'll lick their wounds. And I think they'll do, you know how Port Adelaide went over to West Coast, came back, licked their wounds, beat Richmond the next week. I I think West Coast will do this to Fremantle. I think the line at four and a half is uh, absolute value for West Coast uh, going over there and playing at home. So I've staked the max 50 $50 $50 at $1.90 uh, to hopefully return 95 um, and see what happens on that Sunday afternoon. Yeah, Pez, I uh, I love that bet. I've done the exact same thing. You're right, they are really flat track bullies over there. The last couple of times they've played there, you know, they've won 31 times out of the, the, the 50. Uh, so 31 times that they've been victorious. It's been 30 points, 91 points. They had a little bit of a closer one there, 13, but then 58, 30, 40, 46, 33. It's going to be an absolute belting. Minus four and a half is uh, absolute gold. I've put 25 on that one, Pez, and you can cash that one in. Oh, absolutely fantastic. I'm glad we were actually in agreeing to that because we couldn't have been further apart the game before. <laughs> but uh, that's the best thing about footy and everyone having an opinion and everyone being able to have their say. We get into our multi for the round source and uh, I've gone the, the famous source multi this week. I've, yeah. I've jumped over to Sportsbet. Uh, I've gone Richmond plus 20 and a half. Uh, they are the outsiders, so not exactly your strategy from last week. I've gone Collingwood plus 14 and a half. Geelong? Plus 13 and a half, I think they can get the win. Uh, so that should be safe. And Carlton plus 21 and a half. So if they lose, lose by less than 21 uh, and you'll be safe there as well. So that gets me $2.40 for those four legs. Stake 20 on it. 
I've gone um, <laughs> I've gone very similar to you, Pez. I've gone the old Source Multi. I've gone GWS plus 13.5 at $1.15. Geelong plus 18.5, $1.12. And I've gone West Coast minus 1.5. This is absolute value, Pez. Minus 1.5. A dollar seventy five on its own. Yeah, that's big, isn't that it? That is huge, uh, and that gives me odds of uh, two twenty five. I've done the old power play, twenty five on that one for a nice little uh, double up, Pez. Yeah, e- excellent, and we we love seeing that here uh, at Behind the Bound as well. And we do have our lines competition at the moment. Source now. Last week, uh, you got you pegged one back on me. You you got yeah. Uh, here we come. You got five. Round six is about where I peak. <laughs> you, got, you got five. <laughs> I got four, and uh, we sit at, for the season, I've got 27, and you're on 26, so very, very close competition in this line betting. So we're going to do the coin toss and uh, pick our nine games this week. It was a toss of the coin. That five wins the toss. Yes, it's been an unusual uh, year for coin tosses. That's right, Pez. Fans of the show know how this works. It's very simple. One word it answers. No explanation. Put your money where your mouth is, Pez. First line, Richmond versus the Dogs. Ten and a half towards the Dogs. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the plus ten and a half for Richmond here. Yeah, we're going head to head straight up. I like it, Pez. This is where uh, I leave you in the, the, the tailcoats. So I've gone the Dogs in that one. Collingwood, Gold Coast. The line is eleven and a half in favour of Collingwood. Yeah, the... The 11 and a half is a bit big here for the line for a team that's sitting 17th. But um, I'm banking on Darcy Moore swinging up forward. and uh, so you're with the Suns. Let's, let's go. Um, no, swinging from forward, sorry, and playing back. So if he plays back, I think they can get the win by two goals or more. I'll go Collingwood in this. Yeah, glad we're keeping it to one word. Piers, I'm with you there, Collingwood as well. All right, the Crows yeah, versus the, the Giants, minus one and a half. Crows. Giants. St Kilda versus the Hawks minus seven and a half. I know you're on your yeah, Saints. Saints yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm uh, backing you there too as well. The Saints Brisbane versus Port Adelaide minus one and a half towards Port, Port Adelaide. Port. Yep, you can lock that in. I think everyone guessed that. Pez, you're at least going to let me finish, mate. Just no. let me have a breath. Uh, I'm trying to catch up. I here. stuffed up on the second game where I spoke a little bit too <laughs> yeah, much. So you're just, just <laughs> limiting your word choice here. All right, Sydney Swans versus Geelong. The line favours the Cats at twelve and a half. No, Cats line too small there. Way too small, Pez. Uh, make it back-to-back 90-point uh, wins for the Cats. Uh, North Melbourne taking on Melbourne. I can't wait to hear what you say in this one, Pez, because your rule of thumb was under 60. It's 58 and a half. 58 and a half. Nice and close. Let's get around North, North fans. Under 58 and a half. I'm going North's line. Yeah, that's another loss for you, Pez. Uh, I'm going with Melbourne, minus 58 and a half. The big clash at the G. We're definitely going to be head to here, I think, Pez. Essendon versus Carlton. Line is six and a half favouring Carlton. Uh, Carl- I can't see Carlton losing by less than three goals. Yeah, me neither, actually. So the Blues. <laughs> 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 All right, another derby. West Coast versus Fremantle. We're both on West Coast here, yeah. Pez, at minus four and a half. Definitely our bet slip kind of set that off. And, uh, <laughs> I, I like that game. Uh, we're definitely going to be head-to-head here. <laughs> just, yeah, no, nah, I can't see that. No, I can't see that happen. I was just saying, we weren't actually disagreeing with that one, Pez. I just think that the bookies... Are going to to I think it's going to come in and become a pick'em, but I, I don't think it should actually. I think it should right. stay exactly where it's at. While we're on coin toss, sauce, I'm just going to throw two at you, Melbourne or doggies. For what? Are you just well, what do you reckon the season? Like, you, 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 the whole season. Who's finishing higher? Oh, okay. Uh, doggies, doggies, and you get to pick a forward. You're the coach of the doggies, Josh Shackey or Ugo Hagen. Oh, I'm probably going to pick Shaki because I can't say that bloke's name. <laughs> no, no, you've got to go the number one pick. That's a, a terrible one. Pez, I've got a coin toss for you. Uh, big controversy during the week about Port Adelaide being able to wear their prison stripes jersey. Do you think they should be able to wear it for home games against uh, the Crows? Oh, they can wear it against the Crows. Look what the Crows colours are. That doesn't clash. That's better as long as they don't clash and as long as the umpires are wearing something that doesn't clash. Cool. So I'm glad you uh, answered that question there. But thanks, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> a bit up and about there. Now, coin toss at the end there got a little bit out of hand, didn't it? When it, did, uh, yeah. it wasn't the one word, but very passionate about that. And I don't give a stuff what Eddie Maguire is doing <laughs> and whatever Colin would want to do and Port Adelaide taking him a call. I don't even know what's going on anymore, but uh, great round seven coming up. Very hard for all the tipsters out there. Harder for the punters. So uh, Even harder if you're still alive in that loser comp pairs. Oh, the uh, loser comp. There's, there's Forgot about that. Give you the hot tip with the loser comp but there is only three people that still have all their lives 
And I expect that we drop off a big percentage of people because no one has North Melbourne left. Oh, sorry, one person has North Melbourne left. Not many other people have uh, some of those terrible teams. This is where the loser comp uh, starts to unfold. Starts to unfold. I think it started to unfold when people <laughs> went out in round two and <laughs> everyone's losing their lives. There couldn't be too many left in that. But, uh, yeah, jump on board that. Uh, make sure you get your tips in on that if you are. Uh, at Behind the Bound, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, get around that. Get around us. And what do you have to do on the podcast apps? Pairs on all the podcast apps. Make sure you do five stars. Make sure you listen to us and tell your friends about it. Leave comments and pairs. Top 160. We're moving Top up in the world. I'll bet you you're not even checking. You're I just checking. I get the weekly email, Pez. I get, uh, Pez, would I lie to the viewers? 160. No, you you would check it up on Chartables. 160. Uh, it's, it's up there for everyone to see, just like our bet slips. So, Accountable. I hope there's like 164 AFL podcasts we've, we've gone down now because uh, people uh, uh, don't think that you're any credit because you, you don't know how to play coin toss. You just, <laughs> just ramble on. They're going, you know what? Nope. They're, they're, they're rewinding it back. We lose a listener. Thanks, Pez. That's on you. Uh, I'll give you a coin toss. Uh, goodbye. I'll keep talking. <laughs> I'm still sore, so I'll uh, catch up next time, guys. You just cut me off, you frog. <laughs> I'm Pez. Peace out. <laughs>